0: Christchurch New Malden, 25th of December. No. Christchurch New Malden, Christmas Day 2019. Nathan Larkin speaking at the United Christmas Day service. Okay, thanks, Becky. (laughs) What a special day, though. I mean, Christmas is a day quite unique, quite different to all other days. A day when all sorts of normal rules just don't seem to apply. For a start, I bet that it was you kids who were waking your parents up this morning when it's usually them having to drag you out of bed to go to school. And then there's probably the fact that I imagine this afternoon it will be the adults who are more likely to go for a nap instead of the children. So all sorts of things about Christmas are just topsy-turvy. They're upside down on Christmas Day. But here is my favorite rule of all the things that are different on Christmas Day. It's only on Christmas Day that you are allowed to eat chocolates for breakfast. (laughs) Okay, here's a moment. We all get loads of chocolates for Christmas, but here's your chance to be honest, okay? I want to see your hands up. And remember, it's only 10.25 in the morning, but hands up if you've already eaten something chocolatey today. Yeah, (laughs) it's both brilliant and disgusting. (laughs) But that's right, you know, I'm not surprised because it's it's one of those rules that are just different at, at Christmas. But I've got another question that might surprise you a little bit more. I wonder... Have you ever listened to your chocolate before you eat it? Any of you guys ever listen, unwrap a chocolate bar and give it a little listen? No, you're laughing. It's it's true. I think if we listen to our chocolate, that there's something we can learn this morning, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We've just heard the Bible story that we're all so so familiar with um, at Christmas, but. We're gonna listen to the chocolates and hopefully they're going to have a bit of an insight in the Christmas story. But as I speak, I've also got a little bit of a challenge for all of you children. Because as we go along, I'm going to mention lots of sweets, lots of biscuits, lots of chocolates in the story. And I wanna make sure that you're listening really carefully, okay? I want to see if you're paying attention. And I want you to try, if you can, to count up all of the sweets and chocolates and biscuits that are mentioned in the story. And there might be a little prize for whoever can get the right answer, okay? Just a little bit of an incentive. I'm hoping at some stage we can get the chocolates up on the screen as well, which will um, help um, with the counting. But if not, just do counting on your hands or in your head, okay? So here goes... Let's start at the beginning. And I should apologize right at the start, not only for the amount of hideously dodgy puns I'm about to use, um, but because I'll also point out, not all of the chocolate is fairly traded, and so I'm not endorsing it, it's just easier this way. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. A long time ago, oh, we've got, almost, Well, we might get there. I'll go anyway, Um, and and you just have to pay extra attention. So a long time ago, God created the world. In fact, the whole galaxy. (laughs) And it was amazing, Beautiful, rich, wonderful. He made it, and he filled it with people. People that he loved. People like you and me. People who were all special to him. They were so special to him that he gave them everything to enjoy. But sadly, they were just like us and they didn't always want to do things God's way. So all the people decided that they didn't want to be in God's club anymore. (laughs) They wanted to have their own without God. They didn't listen to him and they did a breakaway from God. (laughs) And that's when everything started to go wrong. You see, it all began with a chomp of an apple. (laughs) And after that, things got really, really rocky. All of a sudden, there was sadness in the world, and suffering, and loneliness. And now there was even death, because we'd chosen our way instead of God's way. But after a bit of a time out in the desert, God decided to give the people a boost. So (laughs) so uh, it's only going to get worse, don't worry. Um, (laughs) So he made a plan. He promised that things wouldn't be like this forever, that one day things would change. One day a special person would come and just start to put things right. Many years later, the plan begins when a young girl called Mary Here's a whisper from an angel who tells her that she was going to give birth to God's son. But how could this be? She wasn't even married yet. To have a baby now would be a real topic of conversation in the village. The angel told her not to be afraid to ignore people's snickers. God would be with her and she should call the baby Jesus. And that's a name that means he'll save people. He'll put things right that went wrong in the beginning and he'll make them friends with God again just as we said in the words this morning that we too can be friends with God because of Jesus. Fortunately Mary's fiance Joseph had also heard about God's plan in a heavenly dream although he was a bit confused. Some people got that. I think it's discontinued now, actually, a dream bar, so it's uh, asking a bit much. But yeah, he was a bit confused, but he was a good egg. Oh, there we go. In fact, you could not hope to meet a kinder man. So he decided that it was still right to marry Mary and to look after God's baby. But before the baby arrived, political events overtook them. By order of the government, Joseph had to return to the town where he was born, which was Bethlehem. And it was many, many miles away. Mary was very pregnant by this stage, ready to burst. And being pregnant and unmarried in that culture was a terrible thing. So rather than leave her behind, Joseph took Mary with him. They set out from Nazareth to Bethlehem, following a familiar but rocky road. (laughs) The journey wasn't going to be easy with Mary so heavily pregnant, and Joseph wondered if she might flake out on the way. (laughs) They didn't have a dime to their names, so they either had to walk the whole way, which might have taken three days, or maybe travel on a donkey, because in those days, they couldn't get an aeroplane, a double-decker, or even a taxi. (laughs) When they finally got there, it was time for Mary to give birth. So they had to find somewhere to stay. In those days, people often lived in a house that had a split floor, animals on the lower level and people on the next. So because everywhere else was so full, they had to have the baby right there amongst the animals. There might have been some cows, sheep, goats, a donkey, or maybe even a little Kit cat. But, (laughs) um, yeah, sorry, that one was a stretch. (laughs) but that's where the baby was born and his parents named him Jesus as the angel had said Jesus the Messiah the king of the world what a funny place for a king to be born now since they had no cot they laid him in a feeding trough called a manger lined with crunchy hay Mary wrapped the little child in strips of cloth because in those days there was no such thing as baby grows with poppers and buttons. And finally, the new family could just rest. Or at least that's what they thought because it wasn't long before lots of visitors started to appear coming to see this newborn baby king. In the neighboring countryside, some shepherds were in the field keeping watch over their sheep. These shepherds were tough men and poor. The life of a shepherd was no picnic. (laughs) People didn't really respect the shepherds very much. And yet, they were the first people that God decided to tell about his rescue plan. As they were relaxing with their sheep, they were looking up at the night sky when a strange light appeared. The light got nearer and nearer, brighter and brighter. Then suddenly what they thought was a star burst into song. A choir of heavenly minstrels singing worship to God. The tunes they sang filled the air and the shepherds were astounded. But they weren't singing any classic tunes. This one was a new song. Glory to God in the highest heaven, peace to all of the earth. The shepherds had never seen an angel before, never mind a whole crowd of them. So they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you great news. It's for you. This is all about you. Great joy. Because today, a Savior has been born, not just for the special people, but for you. He's the Messiah that everyone has been waiting for, the King of the world, who is going to fix what has been broken between God and mankind and people just like you and in case you don't believe us go check it out for yourselves said the angel you'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger they paused in wonder they reveled in the thought of this special child could this be just as the prophets had foretold was he really going to be the lion of judah The shepherd said, come, come on, let's go to Bethlehem and see what's happened there. When they arrived, they found them, Joseph, Mary, and their little poppet, baby Jesus. I didn't know whether this one was okay. Greg's got in a lot of trouble for putting a sausage roll in place. I think we can just about get away with it. Um, but yeah, there he was, baby Jesus, who was laid in a manger. It was smelly and dirty, not really a place fit for a king certainly no bed of roses, but that didn't seem to matter. What mattered was that God had kept his promise. Something new really was happening, and even poor shepherds like them were invited. Meanwhile, there were some wise men, drifters from eastern countries, Persian or maybe Turkish delighting in astronomy. (laughs) One night, they were busy looking up at the Milky Way, (laughs) gazing at all the magic stars, when suddenly, they saw a dazzling light in the sky. Could it be Mars? No, this was a new light, and it was the brightest star bar none. (laughs) And it showed that a new king had been born. They followed the star all the way to Israel. And there, quite naturally when you're looking for a king, they headed for King Herod's palace. Because they just weren't afraid to hobnob with royalty. They wanted to see if Herod knew about this royal birth. Now, at first, Herod didn't believe them, and he called them all teasers. But then his twisted mind... I was quite proud of that one. I thought that was... uh, But then his twisted mind began to worry that they might be right. A new king? A Messiah? What would that mean for him? Could his time really be up? So he sent for his leading priests and the Bible scholars, real smarties they were, and he asked them where the Messiah would be born. They told him in Bethlehem. So Herod told the wise man how to get there. He wasn't very happy, but Herod still had a couple of twicks up his sleeve. And even though he secretly wanted to kill this little baby, he told the wise men that he also wanted to go and worship the king. He asked them to report back to him on their way back once they had found Jesus. The wise men were good trackers. And a few days later, just after eight, they arrived at their destination However, they began to think that their sat-nav had maybe let them down because it didn't lead them to a quality (laughs) street. Certainly nowhere that you would expect to find a king. Well, what a surprise they got when they went in. There he was, baby Jesus. Not just a regular king, he was the true king. He was divine. And not born in a place, or in a palace, but in an ordinary house, in an ordinary street. Even though he was the creator of the world, God had become one of us. And he was also going to have to experience everything that we experience too. The wise men were just so pleased to have found the one that they were looking for. So in they went, knelt down at the manger, worshipped him, and gave their bounty of gifts, gold, frankincense, and some myrrh. When God warned them about Herod's awful plan, they decided to avoid his palace and instead head home another way. But when Herod found out that he had been tricked, he blew a fuse and ordered all the children in Bethlehem to be killed. But importantly, God guided Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus to safety, and the rest is history. Now, that is the real Christmas story, or at least a few highlights. It hasn't got much to do with, I promise that's, I think, the last, but um, it hasn't got much to do with reindeer, snowflakes, robins, or a baby even in a spotless crib decorated with tinsel. It just wasn't like that. Jesus was born a messy Messiah in the midst of a messy story a threat to all of the rich and powerful. So let's not miss the meaning, because he came to earth so that all sorts of people might know God's love for them. He came to bring God to each one of us. Now, some people don't believe that, and that's okay, but what matters this morning is how you want to respond to this familiar story. Now, I hope in telling the story that all of my chocolate and sweetie puns haven't distracted too much from the message of the story, but let's be honest, that is our real challenge today as we celebrate. How easy is it to get distracted by all of the busyness and the fun and things that are good, but yet forget what Christmas is about? See, Jesus was the first Christmas gift, and he was a gift that all of us can receive even now. What an amazing gift that is. So let's remember this morning that the very best thing about Christmas, the reason for the season, Mm -hmm. is the birth of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And let's join the shepherds and the wise men and honour that baby born in Bethlehem, King of Kings and Prince of Peace. Because Jesus is really worth all the celebrations. Sorry, that is... The very last one. Um, Okay. So as you go home this morning, um, and I'm sure you didn't eat all your chocolate, I'm pretty sure we've got some or quite a lot of chocolate still lying around the house. I want you guys to remember, maybe just as you're unwrapping your chocolates, maybe listen to them before you eat them and remember the story that it's all about. Now, the only thing left is to find out if anyone was able to count how many chocolates and sweets were mentioned in there? Okay, I think Santi's hand was up first. Do you want to have a guess? 50 is very close, but not quite. Oh, a little higher than 44, a little lower than 50. We've got a... Oh, yeah. Very, very close. <laughs> Let's go. There is... Uh, yeah, Do you want to no, higher than 46? Um, oh, a lot lower than 66. We've got, got up in here. 49. Yeah, 49 is just one out, <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, j- sorry, 48, well done. Do you wanna come on up and get your chocolates? A round of applause? 48, um, um, dodgy puns, but um, yeah, there we go maybe give them a listen before you eat them (laughs) okay thank you